perfectly balanced as all things should be. Maximum effort. In this world, there's no I don't know when to start talking now because it's different. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to the Rogue Agents podcast where we are always changing things and are consistent at the same time. Uh, we are your hosts, Dizzard and Sam. Uh, how are you doing? How's, how's your week been? How you been? It's good. It's, it's a weird week. I had sick family this week, so I got to like take some time off from work and hang out with the boys a little more than usual. So that was fun. Of course, they're kind of sick, so it wasn't like extremely quality time <laughs> it's still fun anytime that was good yeah, it was time. a good week for me amen right family it's family. like it's like dom says it's all about family yeah it's all about family and going fast have you seen that meme of like the the fast whatever it is where he's driving a little little rascal and it's like got him like all no. aged and everything like that <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm not to give a curtis in it to you oh man yeah please uh, please yeah, you, you keep talking real quick while I have her send this to you. Oh, okay. So just like fill some space here. Um, yeah. Siren Head. Um, I've become a lot more familiar with a monster referred to as Siren Head than I ever thought I would be. Like two weeks ago, okay. I didn't even know what this thing was. And then um, my three and a half year old has like fallen in love with this giant nightmare fuel thing that uh, is like a emaciated torso with oversized limbs like extra long and lanky (laughs) and then it has like a siren for a head like an air raid siren with like two giant fog horns on each side and it's just like it it's just creepy and it's a monster right so it like eats people i don't know i'm a little alarmed we'll say like i'm not concerned but i'm maybe alarmed are you concerned uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm i'm concerned it's unexpected it was unexpected it's unexpected development thank you youtube algorithms so now all i ever see is siren head like everything everywhere and that's that's what i have found out about siren head <laughs> oh, okay. some interesting <laughs> i'm scared interesting now. youtube content there <laughs> all right then uh, okay, so I guess my my uh, last two weeks um been playing games. We've um, I guess we could save the Hydra talk for like the roster building because that's kind of sure. interesting. Um, but we built a built a Hydra list. Been playing more X Force, basically the same thing. And um, yeah, just playing X Force. Played against Hyper today. He beat me after all the shit talking I did. Um, <laughs> thank you, Wolverine and Twenty Three for. <laughs> having less than quality dice uh no we played a good game though it ended up oh, being no, uh dice. it was are we blaming dice now come on we're not blaming dice. no 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 it was it was a really really close game though it was like five it was senators and infinity and it was five to five five to five and then it was oh no, no it was five to five yeah, yeah first two rounds were both five to five and then it was like three to two or something like that and then it was uh, yeah. like we were both like 
So okay, whatever. Basically, like the last round, we were both on thirteen, and um, then it was like we were tied, and then his grunts went crazy and killed my grunts, and they dropped the senator, and he was able to get the last point to yeah those shield grunts are nuts he's playing um hellfire club so like taking x-force into hellfire club where it's playing bill and fury and all that like it feels really good to have like a super close game like that so uh joey says are you changing anything your x-force we're just getting reps just reps just playing games that's all it is i i'm really happy with where the list is at so i have no desire to change things about it so it, it is what it is um to me x-force is kind of solved for the time being as far as i can like solve it for like all reality which is kind of sad that it didn't take very long to solve it um but it feels really good I mean, and it feels competitive everything so. you had got better like yeah. <laughs> true okay there so, it is I mean, uh it's it in the like in the off topic in the off topic and right. memes fast 39 speed never retires Isn't that good? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's real solid. That's gold. That's gold. Uh, but yeah, just been playing X-Force and uh, built the Hydra list and basically trying to get things set up to get the heck out of Virginia um, and move on because things are happening. So Nice. What's your timeline on that now? No idea still. <laughs> Any, I... I I know I will be. I know I will be like out of the military in probably three weeks or less. So okay. Well, congratulations. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, and then uh, shirt for the week is one of my favorite X Men shirts because it's dope. That is a great shirt. And um, I'm drinking eggnog because I found it at the store, and I like eggnog. And it's real eggnog, eggnog, not just. Yeah, it's eggnog season. So I'm probably going to be drinking eggnog until eggnog is no longer available to me. Okay. So you got about no more sour, that, right? 60, no more, no more sour monkeys. Yeah. Just just eggnog every week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which Victoria will love because she loves eggnog too. <laughs> Joey, he's getting festive. I, I like eggnog. I love eggnog. My, my so window good. for eggnog is much shorter than yours. You're like, oh, eggnog? All right, let's eggnog. Yeah, as as soon as I see eggnog in the store, I buy eggnog. I don't wait. <laughs> yeah, well, Black Drinking Friday is usually my. That's when we do it. I'm loving it. Nice, um, nice. I have a question for you. My grandpa used to do something with eggnog, and he's the only person I've ever known to do this. And what he would do is put like a quarter cup of Sprite. Or 7-Up. It was one or the other, but it had to be that one. It couldn't be Sprite or 7-Up. It had to be the one specific one. I don't remember if it was Sprite or 7-Up, but it had to be that one. It was like a quarter cup of uh-huh. it. The older generation is almost then, always 7-Up. Like, it has to be 7-Up. Okay, so 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 7-Up, like, then it's, it's probably what it was, it was 7-Up, and then, like, you fill the rest of the cup with eggnog, and it adds a little, like, carbonation to it, and, like, that's the only way he would drink eggnog. Have you ever heard of anybody doing that? That is incredibly interesting. It rings the kind of bell in my brain that's like, I'm probably just relating and like making up memories <laughs> that I can't quite remember. But uh, it doesn't sound as, as weird as this might come off. It doesn't sound 
out of place. Like that's exactly yeah. the kind of thing that like, I feel like the, you think the, the older generation, generation would do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, 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 like you got on. a belly ache. Here's some seven up and soda crackers. You'll feel better in the morning. Like, yeah, it's the best. Oh man. So it's good. It's good. Um, okay. So I guess some announcements. Um, we have a new patron. Um, they, um, I am so sorry. I just completely blanked on the name. Um, I'm a great host. Um, <laughs> God, I'm terrible at this. New patron is Devin. Um, not uh, Cutthroat, but a uh, different Devin from Canada. And thank you for becoming oh. a supporter of the show. And if anybody else would like to become a patron with our new revamped Patreon system, uh, the link is in the description, or you can at us in the Discord, and we'll let you know. Some other big updates, as you can know, uh, we've gotten multiple complaints about our intro and outro music in the past, and we finally did something about it. Um, Sam and his great artistic ability <laughs> has made something incredibly <laughs> ravey and bouncy, and it's all about the hype. Um so new new rogue agents era i guess we got new music we got new logo uh revamped patreon um what else we got oh you added the forum to the shows you want to go over that we're a community now the discord is now a community so we're going to start putting all the uh the various show items into an episodic chart so that's where the links will go for the the twitch streams that's where uh you know, like feedback or the listener questions for the week can all go. And that way it's all, you know, in a nice, concise area for us to all see together. Absolutely. Oh, and then last announcement, because we keep forgetting to announce it. We want to do a Escalation League of sorts. Um, I don't you know do how one. this is going to work. <laughs> I want to do it. Hyper wants to do it. You kind of want to do it. Um I, I, I do. And it could be, it'd be cool. New core box, essentially four rounds core box uh, is three, three rounds, right? Three rounds. Three rounds. I don't remember now. Three, three rounds core box plus one, core, plus one. core box two, core box three, uh, just for funsies. Um, if you are interested, I will put the link into the um, discord and just sign up. We'll probably be starting. I don't know what, two weeks from now. You want to do two weeks? I, we we got to figure out the timing with the holidays because that's true. America's silly, and we have yeah, we are Thanksgiving coming up, and like I feel like we'll figure it out. Just sign up if you're interested, and we'll figure we'll out what we want to start down for that entire week. <laughs> we'll just randomly start. Just be like, all right, we're started. Um, it's done. It's done. <laughs> we already wrapped that up. We we, we played. Yeah, it, yeah, we we already finished it. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so if you are interested in doing a escalation league of sorts with a new core box and three box challenge type of mentality. Uh, we'll put the link in the Discord and yeah, sign up if you want to. Uh, and I think that's it for announcements. I think we're good to go. Nothing new has been put out for the game since stuff. So functioning as intended, wanna... right? I mean, that's yeah. We're good to like through the year end at this point, or do we have one release coming in November? Do we get yeah? The, the um, stuff? yeah, we get the Wakanda stuff in November. That's right. Just in time to everyone to oh. for everyone to stop going to the the local game store to <laughs> play games. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fine. Just keep going. It's okay. It'll it'll, it'll yeah. play play with your friends. You, um, it just takes more coordination. You just got to like find that guy and be like, hey, you're still coming out, right? All right. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the main 
meat and potatoes of this episode. Meat and taters. And meat and ta- I like meat and taters. Like I made some pulled pork the other day. Mm. It was it was real good. Some barbecue sandwiches. It was real good. Uh anyway. <laughs> nice. Uh, what's your barbecue? You wanna, like what's uh what I used I just get whatever looks good in the store. Um okay. I I really like like I like vinegar base barbecue Same. sauces. Uh, I mean, you're south, so like I'm not from here, though. I'm a transplant. Like, yeah, but you 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 adopted it. You, you're like this is me now. <laughs> you're saying that I um, wasn't born in the darkness. I merely adopted exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> um, but like, I, I really like vinegar base, and I like like the vinegar base, but like also sweet. Like that, the, the South Carolina barbecue sauce is like where mm-hmm. I'm at, you know. Like that is yeah, like it's good. gold it's good to sauce. me. Like sweet and vinegary, like that sweet and like it's just good. I don't know how to explain it. So when I can find something that's like South Carolina barbecue, and I'm like, I'm in. Like I love, like I hate, I hate coleslaw right, by right, itself, right. <laughs> but I love, I love, um, like North Carolina style barbecue where you got like the coleslaw on the pulled pork. That is delicious to me. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's tangy. Uh, coleslaw is not my favorite thing, but it's definitely it has a place. It definitely has a place. That place mm-hmm. is on top of barbecue, on top of pulled pork, like <laughs> specifically. <laughs> All right, so uh, I, this is Joey's topic, and Joey ain't even here to talk about it. But we had announced it and <laughs> said we were going to talk about this, so we couldn't back out. Um, Joey is stuck at an airport, so he he couldn't make tonight. Um, if anybody sees Joey at the airport, make sure you wave to him and wish him good will. Uh, so, uh, Sam- <laughs> oh, this is a good time. Uh, Sam, you want to go ahead and introduce the topic and let's get started with it. Well, tonight we're going to talk about rosters. We haven't talked about rosters and like the thought, the, the thought process that goes into creating a roster in a while. And, uh, with the, the timelines kind of information that we got last week and what I'm calling the, the dirty 30, which is like, uh, basically the timelines roster creation rules, but without all the stuff we don't actually know yet, that's why it's dirty and it's 30 because it's 30 characters. And um, yeah, so the idea tonight is going to be, let's talk about how you're approaching roster creation post updates and uh, kind of with this, uh, I don't know, thicker roster rostering approach. I mean, so like the first question that comes to mind for me in this topic is like, like what's the what's the what are the big differences in in this approach, right? You've got the the optimized versus suboptimal kind of feel, right? Where like, well, you when, you had you you had mentioned that like, what's your list building approach? Are you building like one list that's like an Uber list, and then the rest are just like fill-ins, or are you building three equal rosters, or are you doing two heavy hitters and one weak? Like, what your approach is? And to be completely honest, um. Cause I kind of want to hit that first because I think that's like the core sure. of what we're doing. Um, I just want to make lists. And I, I think like the whole thought experiment that we've been doing for the past while now of just make three lists that have no crossover has really helped with this because we've been doing it already. And so you're, you're just over there like mission accomplished. Um, but <laughs> like when I, when I look at this, I'm very much like, I'm not really, I'm just playing what I want to play and making it at least playable and competitive. And I think it's kind of like, it's always been like our goal as a cast is to play what you want to play, but be competitive while you do it. Um, yeah. 
And like, I feel good about it. Like I don't have, I, I don't have CGR in any of my lists right now. Um, I may be running bill and eyes in one of them, but it's only because it's, it makes, no, no, I'm running hella and eyes. Cause it's midnight suns. Like to me, that just makes absolute sense. Like, it's not because I'm doing some busted ass combo. It's just it makes sense to run. Oh no, not I'm not even running eyes. It's just Hella. Oh, like Hella doesn't weird. need eyes and suns. Yeah, like, like it's just like I'm not really running or reaching to like the the good stuffs because I don't feel like I need them. Um, which is also kind of interesting because when you think about building a list, you're very much thinking about okay, what what could I run into. And when you're building three lists at one time, it's very much like, well, any one of these lists could run into something like CGR. So why, like, why, 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 I don't like, I don't, I I don't, I I don't throw CGR into a list and like, I feel like I'm actually benefiting from him. If I'm just throwing him in there because he kills, then it's like, what am I truly gaining? Like it's like the old thing with Thanos. Like I, people threw Thanos into lists all the time, just randomly. It's like, what is Thanos actually doing for your list? Oh, he's just a good piece, and he's controlling the board, and his activations just nuts. Um, but what is he actually doing for your game plan? And a lot of times, the answer was, well, he's just an eighth rare model that moves stuff around. Okay, well, how is that actually like improving your game plan? Um, and like the same thing with Hulk and CGR. People a lot of times just throw these characters in lists, and it's like. I don't reach for that stuff unless I truly feel like I need it. Like, I don't feel like I need CGR in X-Force. I don't feel like I need CGR in uh, Midnight Suns. Plus, I'm also... I like Johnny Blaze in... Um, can you run Cosmic Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider in the same list? Yep. Just they're different that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of funny, actually. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to do that now just because it's funny. Um, but anyways, I... I, 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 I Whatever it is, I digest. Uh, Gotta run Cosmic Ghost Rider. I'm totally gonna run Cosmic Ghost Rider now. Yeah, <laughs> but like my my big theme with it though is like when I've been building these lists, I've been very much the mindset of I'm just gonna build three lists and like, do I have a crossover? No. Oh, okay, cool. Um, like right now, I'm at Hydra with the the Sin list and um, Midnight Suns and x-force and they're all really fun lists and there's no crossover and it all like i i enjoy playing them so far the hydro list i only have one game with but it felt really really good and the plan actually worked and the person was like oh my god i forgot this was a thing uh like it worked like like i jammed skull down their throat like i was like i'm just gonna double move skull and then i'm gonna activate with him early round two and just try to kill as much as i can and like the person's like, are, what are you doing? Like, I don't know, but you just gave Skull ten power, uh, or well, like, well, six power, uh, seven, whatever his health is. Uh, you just gave Skull a shit ton of power, and he's coming for you. Uh, and then they killed him round two, and so I did two more shot rise and pop Zemo and Sin round two, and I'm like, let's go, and it worked. Um, it actually it worked really well. <laughs> like, I'm actually really impressed with this more than it, it it works better than it should, which is kind of funny. <laughs> What'd you bring in for the tactics card when uh when you got uh, so I, I wanted to list it, so I brought a list it. Like so I figure like okay. I won't I don't need a list it in every single game, but when I do this, I could just bring a list it in as a six card. Because if for some reason the person doesn't kill Skull when I feed it to him, then I probably don't need a list it. But now I'm all of a sudden getting a huge attack that just is gonna incinerate people and then turn Simo on to be like, I'm gonna glue gun incinerated models now. 
<laughs> um, like glue gun's stupid. Like glue gun is yeah. so stupid. And then sold that activated. Oh my god. Uh, so either illicit or um, I, I really like the Baron card. I really want to throw that in the list too, just because like it's such a fun little card. Uh, but man, I am actually really enjoying like on paper this Hydra list. And now that I've had one game with it. I, I want to play more of this Hydra list because it's actually really fun. Nice. And Sin doesn't feel like a liability. Sin's actually adding to the game plan because it's like, I'm going to... All of a sudden, my opponent's like, cool, you got Red School leadership. Like, that, what's You're playing Red School yeah. on... Uh, okay. Like, what are you doing? The Red School's in my face. What, what do I do? I'm going to kill him. Okay, cool, cool. cool. <laughs> all right, well, I'm, I'm on all these objectives. All right, cool. Um... I pop Sin's leadership and now you can't move half of your characters and they're stuck getting hit with Sin's leadership now. Um, which is what was the craziest thing about Sin's leadership was you could always like work your way around it and still beat her. Yeah. But now it's like when you switch that leadership, they're just committed to like getting hit with her leadership at that point, which is really fun. Uh, so like the, 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 I don't know. This wasn't what we were trying to talk about, but it is at the same time. Like this Hydra list is actually like the best I've ever seen Sin perform. And I love it. Nice. I mean, she's she holds down a you know, a back secure like with the best of them. So yeah, stealth, stealth, and hit and run. She's got tools. This is a fun place for her, though. I'm excited. I didn't get to get my yeah. game in with this list yesterday, uh, for reasons. I didn't get to play any games That's last fair. week. It was super sad, but it's what happens when your family gets sick. So how do you how do you feel how do you feel about the three lists? Like how what's your approach? Do you think it's better to have one Uber list and no or do you think it's just build build three lists that are good lists? Build three good lists. Yeah. You gotta build three good lists. And I that gets hard for me after the second one. I feel like I can build two good lists that I'm like, yes, these are both very good lists. And then I get to the third and I'm I feel really hamstrung on the the crises available. Like now okay, so this specific set. For the third one. I yeah. think this is where this Hydra Sin list is actually like the saving grace, right? Because X Force kind of like jack of all trades. They don't care what like crisis I get, but I have like stuff right. that I'm favoring with them. Midnight Suns, I think, wants very specific crises, and then this this Hydra list is just like I can play stuff. I I, I got four leaders. I can play stuff. Like I don't care. Like at, in the end of the day, I don't care. Um, and I think that might be like my approach for this whole entire thing is like you have one list that you favor that you like you give it the crises that you want because this is like your power list. And I wouldn't necessarily say power list because you're jamming like super uber good models into it, but it's your power list because it's your most practice. It's your one that you're you should win every game with should be in the keyword here. Um, and then you have your secondary list, which is probably more crisis like specific. And then your last list, like just fucking jam like as many leaders in that you can, and that like actually makes sense, like that you can actually run, like <laughs> like in that hider list, we got we got it sin, we got skull, we got zemo too, we got strucker, and it's just like I could play any scenario and I don't care, like <laughs> I, maybe that's the secret, you know? Maybe that is the secret to this. So my thinking, as I thought about this more, is like once we got the like basically like you're playing each roster once a day, three games, right? Like one, two, three. Like, I don't think that you are going to benefit from having like one great roster and then two okay rosters. Like you, the last thing I think you want to do is set yourself up so that like you play your best roster in round three on day one. And then you go into 
round four. And you're like, well, back to this like kid gloves, like what the hell was I doing? <laughs> Roster. Yeah, like, I'm going to go play uh, Stormy Warmy, but she's only got like Beast and Right, everybody else like, like is spoken for. Like, I, I don't, I don't get Red School. I don't get, uh, I don't get no CGR. I don't get Maw. I don't get none of my like power tools. I, I just get like, I got like the the, the great value special toolbox, like <laughs> the toolbox we have at home. <laughs> we, we have a toolbox at home. Do we? It's the toolbox you left at home because you're borrowing your dad's. <laughs> That's the real secret. Oh man. Yeah, so I, I think you've you've got to have these things pretty pretty balanced out, and they all need to be able to take on the uh, the best of the best because you are going to see that. <laughs> so yeah, you might as well. But like, I think the interesting thing, the game, or you know, actually taking them to to a timelines event, like you're going to see good stuff with them. So yeah, be prepared. But I, I think the interesting thing, though, that like we look at is like if it's going to be like you're playing these affiliations, so it's like. I think the cool thing about it, though, is like they've said what Cabal, uh, Avengers, X Men, and Brotherhood. I think it was the four they gave us. Those are the four. Like for some reason, yeah. yeah. So like, let's just say it's only those four. Like, you could very easily make an Avengers that also take Cable, and that Avengers list could also now splash into X Force and have like your dual coverage in some sort of ways like this. I think we're gonna see a lot more um, dual leader lists at least like it might yeah. be like one like one mono uh one or, or like maybe two mono and then one like dual i could see that happening a lot in this format where it's like i have a specific game plan i have a specific game plan and then i have a versatile tool. um which I, I i don't hate that because it's easier to make one versatile tool and than it is to have like three versatile tools um the more versatile the toolbox is the the more, I mean, it's like Yogi Berra levels of <laughs> obvious. You're not like, wrong. The, the more the more tools you have, right? Like the the more versatility you're going to have. And so, if you create this, you know, versatile toolbox, you know, it, it pushes the good a little further, right? When you're trying to to smear what's good in the game over thirty, you know, over over three rosters, over thirty characters, yeah. you're no longer trying to you know, just cherry pick the best splash pieces for your mono affiliation. That's like either, you know, your favorite affiliation, or you just think that this is your best chance to win. So you're like, Oh, I'm going to play guardians because rerolls are good. Yeah. And I'm going to jam I, the best stuff in there. I think, I think this format also leans to like actually having reasons for stuff being in your list. I go back to the Thanos and CTR example I gave earlier. Like, sure every list needs to have a reason for why that character is there more so than normal just because of the fact that not every not every one of your lists can have that character because you say i like this character it does good things um so i can't say i want cgr and x-force well now i go to guardians and i'm like but now i can't have cgr um and then like it's, it's, it's it comes down to that whole WTC format issues where it's like team building where it's like you have to make concessions in certain areas and mm-hmm. really develop your team as your roster building. Um, but I think the cool thing about it though think, is yeah. oh, ahead, deep affiliations ahead, helps too. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that like dual bringing in a, a dual or even a, a triple 
kind of option, like a Hellfire Club or a Dormammu or something. I think it's definitely yeah. a legitimate option for you know one of these rosters. But I think that if if a like like Guardians, for example, Guardians is very deep. Avengers is very deep. Brotherhood is surprisingly deep for you know <laughs> how many releases they've had. But like those still might benefit from having you know a, a dual affiliation approach to the rosters because now you can kind of break up some of those pieces across multiple rosters instead of just being like, well, this is my Avengers roster. This is my Brotherhood roster. Like I can see a world where we're like, well, this is my Avengers Brotherhood roster, and this is my mm-hmm. other Avengers Brotherhood roster. <laughs> well, it's also it's also very much like you bring up a good point with that because it's like you're not able to splash the characters you would normally splash to be able to fill a hole. So now you're yeah. going back in the old ways of I'm filling a hole with a whole other affiliation and a different leadership yeah. um, that has some sort of characters that make sense across the board. I think this speaks true to like what Will was saying of it's almost like an experience of playing the game in the early days of like you had to dual affiliate to cover your holes. You couldn't just splash one character and be like, all right, there's the glue. It's, it's there. Um, you actually have a like just jigsaw jigsaw puzzle everything uh joey says i feel like another main difficulty is going to be determining when to drop which roster uh i could have sworn they said that like it's dictated by the round like round one you'll play roster one round two you'll play roster two round three you'll play roster three or whatever order it comes up it'll be like round one you're playing this roster it's not like hey it's this round i'm gonna pick what roster i want to drop into this i think anything but that would be so hard to police like as at a large multi-day con based event i would yeah. not want to like trying to honor system people into which roster yeah, they're using <laughs> <laughs> i think that uh one of the the more interesting like approaches right so my approach to rostering is typically I'm looking at crises and trying to figure out who I want to bring on, on those crises that I'm putting in my roster. What is my plan? How am I going to do this? And so I'm in this kind of deep dive right now where I'm trying to figure out like almost like packages of people that I want to run on various crises mm-hmm. and then seeing if that's I, I I I'm too early on in it to know if anything's going to come of it or if I'm going to you know basically create some some interesting packages that I'll be able to slot in across multiple rosters. That seems like an interesting. That is, it has been a very interesting thought exercise so far. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my yeah. biggest thought exercise, like like you said, I think it's been the crisis. The crisis have definitely been like the. Where do I make this like make the most sense? And this comes back to our previous previous two every others uh, that we talked about is extracts and secures. And I think it's really just following those guidelines of like what you truly want and not what you think you want. And yeah. being like, cool. Well, I, I think it almost makes it in hindsight after I say that it almost makes it easier because it's like, instead of pulling yourself into a trap of, I think I'm good at hammers. 
but then you play this other affiliation as your second affiliation, and they're really good at hammers, then you're like, right. all right, I'm, I'm pulling myself out of that trap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, looking at things like, uh, like, like, let's look at Demons, Gamma, Intrusions, and Research Station, right? So, like, yeah. those all have a lot of similar qualities to them. You're basically trying to force a brawl, number one. And you're, you're, you're bringing people into the center of the board, you know, for the purposes of uh, typically having a brawl. There are a lot of rosters that can, a lot of teams that can excel at those fights. Some of them are, you know, wide and punch real hard. And some of them are very tall and punch very hard. And I'm curious how this format plays out with that kind of brawling approach, right? Cause you're, if you, if you put all of those into a single roster, then you're not going to have any other fight across your other rosters. If you are, you're, you're playing, you're, you're basically banking on your opponent, dropping them or that you're going to yeah. choose. But what's, what's also what I find super interesting about that though, is what happens when you have your brawl list like, like is this is this like a list strategy where it's like I have one brawl, I have one control, I have one hybrid, I guess is what you could say. Um sure. and then like I draw my I guess the next round, this round is roster one, which is my my brawl list, and then they got Sam. And I'm just like, well, fuck. Like like that's an interesting aspect of this where it's like you can't like see what your opponent has in their three lists and then drop the appropriate list and play like a list chicken type of thing. Um, I think that would be a cool aspect of this though if it was like that where you can like pair up your list in that kind of way. But I I, I don't know if the right answer though is to go like one dedicated brawl list, one dedicated control list, one hybrid because then you're going to end up in situations like that where it's like okay, I just lost this game because it's the round that I play this list and it's the round you play that list. So it's like, do you think maybe it's better just to build three all-rounders lists that are all technically hybrids that could do it all? And maybe this comes back to the whole, maybe all three lists are dual-affiliated leaders with two different game plans. I don't I know. That that's, I don't, that's the direction I, I'm leaning right now, is, yeah. is just trying to spread this out as much as possible to start. And instead of having you know more focused rosters, I, I still want them to do stuff, right? Like I want the roster that I put together to have a game plan on its secures. And I don't want extracts that are going to be, you know, disadvantaged. But at the same time, <laughs> there's a lot of situations where you, you can't build so skewed into a specific approach. I do think that you want to mm-hmm. have a lot more options uh, across all three of these rosters. So I, I think for me, when you, you look at it, crisis for this uh, dirty thirty timelines, I think you want to spread them out. I think that you you, you want to pick a crisis and a threat value, pick a team for it, grab some guys that you like, and then do it again for a different one of your skewers. Right. So like things I'm thinking about with this in mind are like a, a daredevil web warrior. Right, so like Daredevil mm-hmm. defenders and web warriors, where you've got you've got good options for a centerline brawl because you're getting all these rerolls, and then you've got 
webs for the more spread out yeah. game. Well, let me let me throw a wrench in here real quick. Okay, you can only mm-hmm. play Web Warriors out of those three affiliations or out of those two affiliations. You can only, like Web Warriors is the only one on the table. You're out saying, of those like, two, if the if the defenders aren't, if yeah, the defenders aren't, aren't on the table. The yeah, yeah. What do you do then? I don't know. Yeah. Cry. I think there's going to be. Some I mean, like, like let's let's look at let's look at the whole. But it's like you kind of look at like Cabal Brotherhood X Men. Uh, Avengers, like these have very, very, very much a lot of crossover between the four of them. Um, mm-hmm. Like Brotherhood and Cabal have a lot of crossover and X-Men and Avengers have a lot of crossover. So I kind of imagine that the ones in the future would probably be the same. Like I don't see a timeline where it's like Web Warriors and Defenders aren't on the table as well to be completely honest because that just seems like something that goes together in a timeline event. Yeah, unless they do something where they pull the timeline into like cosmic, and then like all we can play is like Asgard and Black Order, and yeah, then you just don't have those options. So and you're like, cool, I'm I'm forced <laughs> yeah. to play Asgard and Cabal, and like, and that also brings up the question is like, like there's this, there's there's still a lot of questions that I have is like how, like how is this all gonna play out in the end, and like how how popular is gonna be? I've seen that I've still seen like a lot of people like see. Like, oh, this is a great interview, but I still don't. I'm still not interested in timelines. Um, I find it super interesting because I really like building lists, and I think this yeah. does cater to the list builders of the communities. Um, yeah, but I I want to see where it goes. I I do think though the whole dirty thirty approach, just in general, is super fun, and I would love to run an event that's just dirty thirty, like full up, like full game yeah. with. Not just like you're playing four affiliations. That's what you got. I want to play full game with dirty thirty. That's what I want. I like that. And I, I think the the thing that I like the most about using the the dirty thirty approach is you can play that against anybody when you take it yeah. out to, to to the store, right? Like you're not going to put a roster together that like you could build one maybe that would be super unfun to play against. But we also kind of do it like uh, almost like a, a pick ban to start where it's like, Hey, like I, I got these three, like, is there anything in there that you don't want to play against? <laughs> it's like, usually somebody will be like, no, I don't want to play against that. Like, all right, great. So like, I'll pick out of these two and you know, it, it gives you options and you're creating things. The game, the, the power curve is tight enough in this game that if you're building a good roster, just cause you're playing into, you know, a, an optimized roster, the difference there is not that immense. Yeah you know, from uh, a super casual or a, a meme roster to a, a tournament roster is a little bit more of a, of a divide between those. But in my experience, it, it typically comes down to player experience more than it comes down to like what the, the roster itself is in those kind of situations. Well, it's also yeah. player experience with that roster. I think sure. uh, something that was pointed out recently on another cast was the York Weekender. You had Pat, who's regarded as like one of the greatest players in MCP, playing a list that he arguably, as far as I know, hasn't put that much time into it compared to Aaron, who's played Web Warriors his entire MCP career. Um, yeah. yeah, there's some differences, but not really. Like, it, it's, yeah, it's just like you look at that and it's like, the numbers should be on Aaron to win because one, like he's got a really good record. He's a good player, but two, he's got way more experience with his list than Pat had with his list of that weekend. Speaking of inhumans, they're kind of hard in this format. In my opinion, I think that they, they kind of need to duel 
They're definitely yeah. an affiliation that likes to bring in major pieces and that can really limit some of your options for what other rosters you get to include. But uh, yeah, like CGR is a great Inhumans piece because he has, he, <laughs> he spins and disperses Hulk. power very well. Uh, Hulk is Hulk is Hulk. I don't think that Hulk really benefits that much from Inhumans power shenanigans. He's good at generating power and like passing it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really want it, but he's good at passing it around. I feel like Hulk wants all of his power though. Like Hulk is always, he's always got stuff to do with it. Um, Okay. So I guess like my question to you then is if you were to do a timelines event and we're building a roster to answer the question we started this with, um, what do you think is like the approach that is arguably, in your opinion, the best approach? Do you like out of everything we talked about so far? Like, like what are you looking for for your three lists? Fun. <laughs> I'm, okay, so I'm now okay, wait, 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 no, no, no. That that brings up another question, though. Then would you, if if I'm looking for pure, like I look at this and I'm like playing three lists. I'm looking for fun. I'm looking for a con experience, as it was explained. Then can this be yeah. a competitive format? That's a that's a question. I I mean, competitively speaking, this is my concern with this format. I've got one brace. I could potentially still run into a Hulk, a CGR, and a Malekith. Like every single round, right? So it's like, and I, I've only got Brace in one of my rosters. So now maybe that's just Brace is a crutch and get over it and find other ways. But like size four throws, I think are going to be very powerful in this format. So anything that you can include a size four throw, we got new Carol, we got Hulk, like there's tons of options for it that I'm sure, like if they don't curate them out of, the timelines format are going to be um, something to watch out for because you're not going to have the the options that you're used to having in your back pocket in every game. You're going to have yeah, because you could you game. could argue that I lost this game because I didn't have access to brace because it's in my other list. I mean, you, brace you, is still it, it stops one throw, right? So it's yeah. it's not. It's not. Well, that could be a that could be a throw. game ending throw. It really could be. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it happens multiple times. Um, but like, I guess my question here is like, when you, when you look at this and I say like, when you're building these three lists, cause I'm the same way. I, when I look at the three lists, I'm like, what do I want to play for fun? It's the very first thing I opened up with is I'm just going to build three lists and I want to play. Like, I'm not yeah. looking at what's going to give me an edge. I'm looking at what looks like three lists that I can play in this format that I actually want to play. Uh, but that's also just my general take on lists anyways, is what do I actually want to play? Um, I mean, you but it does, I, yeah, and I, I think it does. I think it. I think it does bring up the question, though. Like, if this is coming out as like AMG's premier competitive event that they're running out of Depticon and they're hoping spreads to other cons, like, can you actually consider this a competitive event when you have two competitive players looking at this and say, "I'm building these three lists for fun." Yes, you can. <laughs> Number one, I don't think that everyone is going to take that approach. I think that there are people who are going to try very hard to break this. Um, I think that at some point I might be one of them. Yeah. But for me, it's also like, this is still like early days exploration phase. 
trying to throw stuff at the wall and see what fits. And yeah. for that part of it, yeah, like I just want to have fun. And yeah. I also I'm just, well, to be just to be completely fair, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, and I'm just like let's let's <laughs> because I want to play for fun, but I also want to be competitive with it. Like that's our again our whole approach is having fun but being competitive at the same time. So right, and you know, like we've touched on yeah. that, like being competitive is is as much a, of a mindset and an approach to what you're doing on the table as it is with you know trying to determine what the best pieces are for inclusion in your roster. Yeah, like oh, I could bring these guys or I could bring that guy. Well. I like the uh, the depth that this pushes, like how deep you have to dig to to, to you know innovate and, and find new things. There's a lot of opportunity. It's a it's a very it's very fertile ground, we'll say, <laughs> yeah. for for innovation. Um, I think by the time you get into your third roster, you're going to have to if, if you're trying to like have a gimmick or a theme or something for these things. I think that you know you're going to be stretching pretty far at that point, either out of your comfort zone and with, you know, affiliations of characters you like, or with crises that you're not super familiar with, or uh, just into like, basically how, I mean, how do you play defenders? Like, I feel like Daredevil Defenders is kind of a bad example because Daredevil is like a brand new piece for the affiliation. But a lot of the pieces that have been in Defenders have been in the game for quite some time and they're all, you know, by and large, good pieces. So this is just a new thing. So it's like, you know, learning how an affiliation that you're not super familiar with, whether it's a brand new affiliation to you, or if it's uh, just something that you've never given the time of day for one reason or another, (laughs) now you've got to figure out how to do that and how to make it work. Like I, I played, so I've played sin twice. Um, mm-hmm. not like, like two times, but like on like four, two different periods. Um, I had a sin roster that was like my go-to. One of them was uh, traps and the other one was just a super wide cabal and the super wide cabal was really fun to play. It would just kind of melt away. And then I would look over at Sam Wilson's leadership and be like, Oh, so that just triggers every single time one of your dudes dies. <laughs> wow. That seems really good. My leadership happens about half the time when I remember it, cause it's in a weird game window (laughs) 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 uh i'm excited to play this this sin roster and i think that i think that for now the the right approach is literally just going to be like throw shit at the wall and see what sticks and build stuff that doesn't have overlap build stuff that you think is is good build stuff that you think you know either has a gimmick or knows how to hang and I'd leave it at that for now. And yeah, I think that could be competitive because the approach right now isn't about trying to figure out what the three most busted rosters in the format is. The format for now is trying to understand how to build three lists without overlap that are of basically a, a comparable power level to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's fun. It really is though. Like it, it, it is fun i enjoyed the list building experience and this provides so much it provides three list building experiences that you have to cross check each other with be like it's new space and i think that's what like i've been wanting in the game is a different like forced area almost of list building to where i have to like i can't just be like what do i want to play i'm gonna put this 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 and this in there 
where this is like forcing me to think about list building in a whole entire different aspect, which I'm enjoying. Um, and I, I, I do, I do enjoy that. I'm curious how long the official timelines format is going to like give us to brew before an event. Right. So like, like yeah. how soon before Adepticon does the, uh, the curated list of, of timelines for the year. Right. So like, like if it's like the week before, the like get wrecked noobs. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the beginning, right? So the Adepticon is supposed to be like the, the beginning of the season, right? And it's going to go for a year after that. Well, that's, that's fantastic. But how long do we get before Adepticon to, to get that stuff together? And then, yeah. I mean, I, you play a game in February of next year, right? Like everybody's going to have a pretty, here's, here's, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> They're not going to put a list out until that you're at Adepticon. So you have to show up to Adepticon <laughs> with all of your Cabal, all of your Avengers, all your and all of your, yeah, all of your stuff. And then you build a list on the fly. Like, that's, you know, that's... And that would be terrible. Like, oh my <laughs> Mistakes <boy>. would be made. <laughs> I don't think that you can make people travel with that many miniatures, like, to be fair. That's... Like, <laughs> you drive. You have, like, four cases in your car. Oh, man. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> I've taken three days off to go to this con plus an additional seven days for driving. It's going to be and great. packing just what I always wanted. All right. Yeah. And then unpacking, I guess at the end of it. So if we, if we look at it, like you're building a list for fun, right? You're building these three lists for fun. Yeah. And we think being more versatile across all three lists is a better like focal point. Yeah. And more than likely dual leadering as much as you can. I feel like dual affiliation with like as many leaders as you can bring in, right? So you just have options. Like this Hydra Cabal is like four leaders and it's like, yeah, yeah, I can do whatever <laughs> I want. I mean, and it's got, it's got Spider-Woman in it too. So that always makes me want to, it's got Spider-Woman and Bucky and that just makes you want yeah. to find room for Fury. And, and then it's just like, now you don't even know what's happening. Now you got all. shield too. But, but yeah, no, I, I, I think I agree. I think those are like the core principles of list building that I think I will take forward with timelines list building is looking at those three things because I think that gives you a good foundation and then not stressing about the crisis because it almost builds itself because there's only so many crises like you start doing crises and you're like I like these three here then you look at your next one I like these three oh but my other list has this well I like it more on this one and it kind of almost like builds itself out for you and self corrects to where you probably stop yourself from making a mistake in crisis selection yeah, you know, going back to uh, the crisis selection for just a second, I, I I think that one of the things to pay attention to as you're doing these exercises, right? So, like, you can run the the aggressive brawly secures as one. You can run the the more spread scenario play, we'll call them objectives for two, and then you're basically left with the flip secures and trash extracts. Right. So like now you've got like Montessi and cubes and, and spider infected and like that you're like just like stuck in this like pigeonhole of like what this roster gets to do. So I definitely think you want to spread all that out a little bit more than than going full skew for each of these. And I think one of the reasons I would encourage you to do that, like so I think you should put those together and play with them that way, have fun with them. So you have a better, you know, grasp of the game, which I think is a lot of what the, the timelines approach is gonna help people do. But I also don't think that you're going to want to switch gears that hard over the course of a multi-day event from round to round, 
where it's not, it's one thing to be thrown onto um, a secure and extract pairing that you, you aren't in love with. It's a, like, you're basically just going to be like, well, I'm going to have to do that every round now. And I don't think that, I don't, I don't think you're going to want to do that. And if you are more power to you, enjoy the ride. <laughs> so I, I, I do think that we want to balance these out. That's all. That's another reason to balance things out. So find the flip secure that you're good at and include it in there, right? It's like, like uh, Aaron's Web Warriors has three Ds. He just plays the D maps. He throws in spider portals. Most people look at spider portals and webs and are like, Whoa, no, that's terrible. What's happening here? I'm starved for power already. Well, so that's, it, that's is, mine. Is there anything else you want to hit with this or you want to close this out? And I think we, we should touch a little bit on the, the competitive part of this question again. Uh, so like, okay. is, is a timelines event competitive? Um, I don't know. Is MCP competitive? Right? Like it, it takes a special kind of uh, sadist, sadomasochist to like enjoy this game to some extent, <laughs> because you've got the exploding dice, which makes, you know, average dice really hard to measure. Um, and you've got a lot of random elements and you've got, you know, big superpower throws and other superpowers. It's got a nice tight power curve and clean rules, which I think is like, those are like, you have to have those if you're going to try and have any sort of a competitive game. But I think that a timelines event can be as competitive as, as MCP can be competitive. And the, I feel like the, this is like a, the ends justifies the means. I mean, you look at mm -hmm. the people that perform well over time. If you're following MCP events, you can find the same names at the top of most of those events that those people are playing in. So there, there's got to be some element of skill to it, right? Like it's not all just insane dice and wacky throws. I think I agree. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be as competitive as the players make it. But that's like any game in general. Like it's not it's not AMG coming out and saying like this is the only competitive way to play this game. It's the players are gonna make it competitive or they're not gonna make it competitive. That's that's like the game came out and them saying like this is a kitchen table beer and pretzels type of game. Yeah. Um and then we made it extremely competitive. Like it's gonna be in the players' hands at the end of the day. And if they make it competitive or not. And then it's also going to be um like who's gonna dedicate the time to it and I implore everybody to try it. Like at least try it. I think the one thing that AMG has done very successfully well here is like they told us that they wanted to create a way to play the game at conventions that's made for conventions. And I think they 100% accomplished that. This is very much a format that like sounds super fun to play at a convention. And if I was going to a convention and they had it, I'd be signing up for it because I want that experience. It's going to create memories. It's going to create a cool list building experience. And it's going to be something that you're probably only going to get at cons or LGSs that try some sort of like altered version of it. Um, but as far as like what AMG said they set out to do with this, I think they achieved that. And I think it's going to be up to the players on if it becomes truly competitive or not. Oh, it's like, you know, the, the battle realms conundrum yeah. where it was like, Hey, here's this alternate format that is, you know, in theory, a more competitive format than the standard game. And it got trashed immediately. Well, yeah. it just got trashed. Like nobody wanted it. Everybody like, 
This is not good. This is not a fun way to play the game. It's a mini game. Um, it was a. It, 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 the game starts with a mini game that advantages the more experienced player, like yeah. immediately. <laughs> I do think though that like Battle Realms, if it was reworked, would be a really cool. Like I love. I I also <clears throat> come from games where you had like like pick one, ban one, and I I love the pick one, ban one aspect of things uh, because yeah. then at the end of the day you could be like. Well, you only won because you had CDR. Well, you had a chance to ban CDR, like, but you didn't. I mean, not if you picked him first. <laughs> and I'm gonna ban. I'm gonna ban your leader then. Like, I'm gonna ban one of your leaders, and I'm gonna be like, "Cool dog." Like, enjoy not having a leadership. Like, and that creates choices in the game. Yeah. Like, I would love, I would love MCP to have a ban one, pick one, or pick one, ban one type of format that actually worked and the players endorsed. I think that would be super fun. I would too. I don't know if we're ever gonna have. That kind Probably of like not. player buy-in. Not with you know, not with that. how Battle Realms was received. I don't think we'll ever see it, to be honest. It I had fun playing the games of Battle Realm that I played. Um if anything, it was almost too fair, too random, like with the the way yep. that the the crisis at the time, right? So when Battle Realms came out, you still had like the basically I was choosing my crisis, you know, out of two yep. out of three, like and Battle Realms was just like, well, it's random, which well, made... it, was, it was probably just too early. It was probably too early for that format for the game because it came out like in the first year of the game, didn't it? Like a year or two, yeah, maybe maybe year two. It was, it was, it was real time, early. First X Men Wave came out, yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. All we can do we is. Like, play the game. I, I'm going to keep promoting this, you know, timelines in 3030 because it's more in line with the way that I want to play the game, which is yeah. to, to dig a little deeper and try things that are hopefully off the beaten path a little bit. Plus, it's fun. Just best of the best of the best, sir, all the time. All right. Uh, you have any closing thoughts? You want to wrap this up? I think we can wrap this up. We got some questions, right? That yeah, kind of yeah, line up with those. things that we touched on. So uh, yeah, yes. let's do those and. My closing thoughts are push yourself further. If you have models laying around collecting dust and a way to get them to your store, consider bringing 30 models with you with no overlap and <laughs> build some fun stuff. Play your friends. Make them like MCP even more. Even more. All right. Um, let's see. From Serfi, who is the person who pushed us to make Synhydra. Uh, <laughs> what I want to know is if you think there's any leaders who are significantly more viable in a format where everyone can't always bring certain common splashes. Um, oh, that's interesting. I I don't know because like I my immediately head my immediately my immediate head goes to like the rosters that are deep, so like Avengers, Cabal, X Men, um, stuff like that because. They're they kind of have a full toolbox. Like they don't need to splash, but they do anyways because it yeah. might be slightly better, but maybe it's not at the same time. Uh, so my immediately my immediate thought process goes to that. But then I look at stuff like I love cable right now, and I love X Force right now, and I don't really feel a need to splash a whole lot. Um, so I think it really just like there are any leaders who are significantly more viable in a format. I think the immediate answer is probably just. Any Avengers leader and any Cabal leader is the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, that's interesting. I, I would say that 
I mean, like we touched on earlier, I think having access to multiple leaders is a big yeah. deal. And it's an even bigger deal in this format. So it's not that like, like let's look at X-Men, for example, Storm and Scott. So you got Storm and Scott, you've got basically two pretty different approaches to how each of those leaders wants to play the game. Now you've got both of those in the same, if you put both of them in the same roster, now you've got a roster that is more flexible. You've got more options and you've got, you can, there's a lot of X-Men. So you can run a lot of X-Men in there. Um, I also think that you can look at doing something where you're like, here's my X-Men Avengers roster. And then now here's my, my Avengers and Brotherhood roster. <laughs> you know, like you, <laughs> you can... <laughs> so I don't think that there is not a leader in this game that like screams off the table in my mind. That's just like, oh yeah, absolutely. Because of this format change, this is, this is huge for Malekith. Like, no, I don't think so. I think that by and large, uh, throws. I don't know. There's there's a there's a few leaderships in the game that I do kind of that immediately makes Hulkbuster leadership just gas, doesn't it? Shouldn't <laughs> it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Hulkbuster's the one. <laughs> Hulkbuster's meta. He has a leadership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, not really, but maybe. I think just having more leaders is is what this format is going to be bigger in this form everybody starts jamming like four liters that they could flex to and like as like little a space as possible <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i have three lists that are all avengers cabal x-men or avengers cabal brotherhood like they're all the same affiliations oh, but oh. uh emma emma and dormammu i think gain a little bit more value in this like yeah, if you are true. taking more of like a a wastebasket approach for your third roster. <laughs> I think that having basically, you know, being able to just step away from affiliation is probably a, a good option to have. But I mean, at least one of those is debatably good already. So that's not exactly right. breaking news. <laughs> Next question. Is this Rory? Um, do you feel you're more likely to build strong for one roster and clutch ass and hope for two and three? Or do you want to spread the available strength across three rosters? We kind of answered this one. I think so. But I think we definitely, I mean, just to touch on it, I think you want to spread it out. I think you want them yeah. all to be as good as possible. And if one of them is stronger, I would basically be putting that one in my my cleanup spot, whatever the the third the third roster is. So that, you know, in theory, those are going to be your hardest matchups on both days or, you know, all three days, depending on how many rounds you have to go. Not if game. everybody takes this approach. If everybody takes this approach, then it's going to be like <laughs> round three is going to end up being like round one should have been. So we play theme for round one, then we play funsy memes for round two, and then we're like super oh, no, I, serious try hard for I think, round three. I think the way to do it, though, is going to be like you have to – you randomly get a list for the round. Like – you know I mean? No, that's that's now we're now the the policing, the logistics, and, uh, the logistics, and all that. Yeah, yeah. like it feels, gonna, like, weird. It it feels weird that I'm gonna have three lists that are predetermined to be on X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z round or one, two, three rather. Yeah, like it just feels yeah. weird. Uh, eh, I think it's fine. We'll see. We'll see how <laughs> it plays right. out. Mirror image, basically, kind of a follow-on question in a way. Is this actually just a ploy for AMG to feel good about the tournament meta? When Bill, CGR, Hulk, and etc. are only taken in a third of the teams, perfectly balanced as all things should be. Um, 
What are some clutch ass and hope leaderships you don't see in big tournament you'd want to try? Uh, I think we kind of already proven that. Um, Sam and I are Sin. working on Sin Hydra, like, and it's actually working, and I'm super impressed with it. Actually, I'm I'm loving this list. Mm. Crimson Dynamo. I mean, like, I feel like Winter Guard is an interesting look in this format, especially with their new new pieces. They are. I played against a Winter Guard earlier in the week with X Force, right? And I had some lucky dice, and I tabled the guy. But it was looking real scary on scenario. And I was like, I need to kill everything. Otherwise, I lose this game. Um, That's a mood. And I just, yeah. And so I was just like, it's just kind of how it ended up. But like, it, it was interesting to see Winterguard and me being in that, like, kind of pushing that corner of like, I just need to kill stuff now. I, I can't. I can't keep up with how much he's scoring versus me, but luckily I can kill real good. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, to, to get at the, like the first part of the question where, you know, is, is this so that basically AMG can, you know, take out some of these, we'll call them overused pieces. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think that they're just not going to be in the timelines format when that time comes just period. I think, I think most so, of the things honest. that, that people are complaining about and the things that, you know, are kind of ubiquitous across rosters. Like, like what was it? Nova had what? Seven of eight rosters running bill. I was the only yep. one who wasn't. And then well, I mean, like, you, you go back to the interview York. though, like, you go, you go back to the interview though. And they said like you're going to have stuff like where it's a ground war, like, okay, yeah. well that just tells me I'm not going to have any of my space dudes. So I'm not going to have, Bill, I'm not going to have CTR. I'm not going to have Malakith. I'm not going to have any of these like crazy threats. I might not even have Hulk because what if right. Hulk is considered too good? Like if it's like a street level fighter club uh, for this theme, like Hulk isn't allowed in the fight club. Like I mean, that's like what, that's that's like Marvel writing right there. Like they do that kind of stuff all the time. Like Civil War, they're yeah. just like, well, what if Hulk was like not here because he yeah. wouldn't let this happen. Well, yeah, you, you see that all the time in that where it's like, if Hulk was here, this this war would just be done. Like, it, it wouldn't be fair. Um, mm-hmm. Or if like Phoenix was here, like 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 we'll bring her in later. But at this point, she's she's dead. Like we just killed Jean Grey, um, and she might come back later. <laughs> like it's it's comic book writing to a T. <laughs> yeah, so I I like that about it, and I mean I don't know. If I agree quite with the, uh, the the verbiage of the question, but at the same time, I think that this is a good lever for them to have access to. And if the competitive community complains about a bunch of models being too good, well, and then you have, in theory, the competitive format just removing those models from play. I think that that's yeah. positive. That, that's that's good for us to. And that goes back to the the competitive casual you know split kind of argument where it's like well I think that you can have far less fun playing casually and far more fun playing competitively it's it's all about the mindset you know and a competitive yeah. play group or competitive player should be ready for anything and I don't want to complain about playing against Malekith. I want to figure out what do I have to do as a competitive player to mitigate how good this incredibly popular piece is. 
Like, what can I bring? What can I do? Right. So like, um, comes to mind, like I saw bits of a game where, uh, like Carol, like basically like it was a CGR, like an- anti-cosmic ghostwriter squad, where it's just high energy defense, good staggers, good abilities on, you know, ways to <laughs> just mitigate the things that he's doing. And that's the kind of mindset that I think we need to have a little bit more of as competitive mm-hmm. players. It's not about like, this is broken. It's about, well, okay, if you're a competitive player, you've got to be willing to make sacrifices to come and fix this. Like how, how do you offset this? It's not about bringing your favorite pieces to the game. It's about bringing the most advantage that you can to the fight. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I think with that, we can close that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. All right. With that, we have been the rogue agents and you will go and make a dirty 30 because it's fun. Amen. Yeah.